You know what that sound means. Welcome back to just tip off the NBA podcast that played in as many NBA games as Zion Williamson in 2019. Yeah, man. Woo, we did it. Dude, all of zero. It's 2020. Yeah. Yay. I'm so happy. We made it. <laughs> what a decade. Yeah, man. Starting on the new decade. Let's uh, see where we go. Uh, we had a lot of NBA awards come out for the all-decade of 2009 to 2019, and there's a little bit of backlash on some of those picks, but a little unfounded if you think about it. There's going to be backlash on any pick because some some people are going to think some people should be on the team, shouldn't be on the team. It's just but they're like the why nature. Is that, why is Anthony Davis on the team? He's a he's not as good as Kawhi, and is like well because you have to have a center. It's a center. The rules. All NBA teams always have two guards, two forwards, and a center. That's, Sorry, we, we, Kawhi Leonard we, was not we, the better, uh, not a better center than Anthony Davis. Right. <laughs> How would you try? He's not. Ain't gonna happen. But this is uh, we're just gonna kind of shoot the shit here on this podcast and kind of just talk about what's going on in the league right now. It's uh, the new year, but same old us. So, so Carl Anthony Towns, he seems like a happy guy. Happy camper, he is not. Yeah, so I thought he was just injured, but you guys are saying that he is well, like he's air quotes injured. Okay, so you're saying there there's more to the story. He's frustrated he, with the he, team, he's the management. He wants out. He's tired of losing. Um, All these naturally, he's going to go to the Phoenix Suns. Naturally, yeah. All these teams are coming out saying the the Warriors have been monitoring Car Anthony Towns. The the Wizards have been monitoring him. The Knicks are interested. Well, fucking everybody would be interested in Carl Anthony Towns if True. he's available. So All like he's pissed off about losing and being bad. Ben, I said, look, they're only two games back from the eighth seed. Get your ass on the floor. You impact the game enough that you're going to win games. And also, you could be in the West. But I'd say from set that seven, eight seed are completely up for grabs this year out of the West. All right, so because the Blazers aren't, the, you know, as good as we thought they were going to be. DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson, uh, some salary filler, two first round picks for Carl Anthony Towns, and they take the Jeff T contract. Who says no? The Wolves. The Wolves don't do that deal. Nah. For, I, hell, even the Sun. I don't know if the Suns would do it. I, I think the Suns said no first, but I think that I think that deal is absolutely likely to happen. Maybe not. If Carl Anthony Towns forced the issue, I'm sure he could make that happen. Right. Well, if Carl Anthony Towns really forced the issue, then that's going to be one first round pick instead of two first round picks. Yeah. But I just I, don't, I you think is Minnesota really willing to give up the best player they've had since Kevin, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't see them letting, letting him go again because that's they didn't they could not hear the end of it when they let him go like because they got trash for him they got a bunch of picks and a bunch of people but they just overall have gotten nothing so I don't think they're going to do that again. and that's the worry about trading you know Carl Anthony Towns you can train him for picks and players but you know you know you have an all-star. You There's no guarantee you're getting any of that in return. If you do, the, the trade Sam says, you know, for Cam Johnson and DeAndre Ayton, some picks, you don't know that those picks are going to – how how good those picks are going to turn out to be. We don't know how good Ayton's – he's good, but we don't – I don't think he's ever going to get to the low like cats on. He's still so young, too. I, oh, Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like so 23 weird. or something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I – 
I don't know. If he if he were to go to a team, where would you guys like to see him? Mm, not the Warriors. No. God, I I don't want I don't want to watch a, the Warriors be good again because if they get Steph, Clay, yeah. Draymond, and Cat. Although I don't want to see him bottom tier because now they're about to get a first round first overall pick. I, I don't I don't think the I don't think there's a single team in the NBA whose mascot is a cat because I thought it'd be fun if like cat goes to a cat team. But I was thinking about it, I don't think there's a single one. The NFL bring the Charlotte Bobcats back. Right. The, the NFL has a bunch of them. The NBA apparently doesn't have any. I'm racking my brain. Um. A, a, a Timberwolf is a, about as a cat as you're going to get, which is uh, about as cat wait, 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 How about this? How about this? Send him to, wait for it, the Cavs for Kevin Love and whatever else. Whatever else needs to make that work. That'd be awesome. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't think they do that. Send him home. <laughs> that's what I want to see happen. I you see, see Kevin Love back in Minnesota. That's the only person I think... I would like to see Kevin Love trade for. Is Carl Anthony Towns or nobody? Uh, I'm I'm sorry. The Cavs could say you can have everybody, and I still think yeah, the Timberwolves would say no. Even the young guards, and because they're right now the the with Jeff Teague's been hurt recently. The Timberwolves are playing their rookie Jared Culver at point guard because they don't have anybody else. Yeah, they really don't have shit in point guard, which is why, you know, everyone was talking about how they're interested. Shabazz Napier hasn't been... He's been good, but not great. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. We'll we'll look at SportsCenter right now. Do you guys notice Luka Doncic kid's pretty good? He's He's already tied the most triple doubles in uh, in Mavericks history. In one season. In the season, yeah. <laughs> At nine. Well, he's okay. He's fine. He's pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't have taken him third overall. You know, that's what, just what's the deal with a bunch? It seems like a bunch of NBA players all get, like, mad at him. Like, you saw Marquise Chris shove him. And, like, I feel like a lot of people don't. A lot of people in the league don't like him. I, felt, I think that's the same way with LeBron when he was younger. Yeah, is it just because like, he, he's, he's good? Shit, he's he's good. He's cocky. Like when you when he's like on a roll and you watch him play, and he's playing well. He's a little shit on the court. Yeah. He is like he, he you know he's riles, in your ear. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's and I think that's just him being. He's a competitor and that's what he likes to, and that's what he does. But I think he can be a little. Little asshole sometimes on the court, which is why people probably don't like him. That's fair. I can see that. He's fucking. I don't know what it is, man. Like he doesn't look like he's that impressive. Uh, he doesn't look like he'd be a great basketball player, but he is. Yeah. But he's a phenomenal he's, basketball he's player. I, uh, you, you, you have to say he's probably a top ten player in the league this season yeah. so far. Easy. Easily. Yeah. This season, man, he's been tearing it up. But he, I think, for sophomore numbers, yeah, by the way, sophomore numbers, he is the only other people to be averaging close to what he was, to close to what he's averaging were Magic Johnson and LeBron James in their sophomore years. So that's, it's pretty good. It's fine. It's good company. It's fine. It's fine. Um, something that I saw, um, uh, I guess that's more for worth mentioning, but I don't know what made me think of that. We had our first trade in a yeah, long time. 
Oh, shit. That's First right. trade since the Chris Paul Russell Westbrook trade. <laughs> Thank you. It was uh, Jordan Clarkson sent to the Utah Jazz for Dante Exum and two second round picks. Yeah. I like that trade for both teams. Yeah. Yeah. I think. How uh, old is Dante Exum? Young. He's young. Is he really? Yeah, he's way younger than Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. So I think, like I think. Okay. I think what it, it gives the the Jazz another like off offensive playmaker in terms of being able to get his own shot off the bench, which they they need at times. They need a little more depth because some of their oh, yeah. some of their de- some of their bench players that they brought in haven't play, played as well. Ed Davis hasn't played as well. No. Um, they don't even have. Uh, they need a bench score anymore. That's, that's, so yeah, you get a bench score, and for the Cavs, you get two second round picks out of it, which yeah, it's, also, you know whatever. But they also get Exum, who is young, well hasn't shown the potential that. He's also a big guard. We don't have any. Cavs yeah, like he, he he's he's a he's a pro he's a project, but he's young, so you're worth it's willing you're worth you're willing to take that risk on you know Exum because he fits your timeline a little more a little more better than Clarkson does, mm-hmm. and. Cavs already have a good amount of guards anyway. He, he's well. He's already. A, he's also a great defender, and so he fills. Jordan Clarkson is a score. He's a bucket team <coughs> from Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and all those guys. So Dante Exum gives you a different facet that you can use. So if you if you have a great, if you have a matchup against a team like the Rockets, you just stick Exum on uh, Harden the whole game, right? Yeah, if he's gonna be starting. That's, but. that's how I, that's how I see him. Uh, that's how I see us using him as in uh, unique defensive matchups. He's, yeah, if he's a lockdown defender, then that's what we can use him as. But uh, I, I agree with Nathan. He's gonna be a bit of a project. He's not really a playmaker or score uh, or consistent a consistent score. He can shoot. He shoots well. Um, just not at a high enough volume or in, right. you know, very. Good man, as much as Jordan Clarkson was able to. So he's I'm I'm gonna miss him being a, a scorer off the bench. He was a great possible six man if you know Lou Williams wasn't mm-hmm. around. But yeah, I mean he's our, he's averaging sixteen points a game already in just three games with the, with the Jazz. So with the Jazz, and that's fourteen more points than Dante was <laughs> getting for the Jazz. So I think I think it's a good move for the Jazz to help. Because they, they need someone when Mitchell because because of Conley's injuries and having a bad start to the season, mm-hmm. if Mitchell doesn't carry the team, carry the team, they struggle to score. Yeah, they're so, unbelievable because they have the opposite problem as the Wizards, where they've got a great defense but their offense is trash. The Wizards? No, the Wizards have the opposite problem. They have a great offense, but they suck on defense, <laughs> which is how we get some of these crazy games where the Wizards beat the Heat with their top three scores being, wait for it, sorry, can't remember their names exactly. Uh, I'm going to guess Jordan McRae, Jordan uh, McRae, Ian Mahimi, and Garrison Matthews. Yeah. I don't Who? Know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I got nothing. I don't know who, who they are. And they beat the Heat one twenty three to one hundred five. What even was that? Was that? Was it? That, was that after the Heat was was coming off that those two Sixers games? They played. They, yeah. they went, They went overtime with the Sixers and back. Not back to back games, but chalk it up to in, a, in like the same two week span. They went. They had really big emotional games versus Philly. I get. Yeah. Guy, ch- chalk chalk it up to you know. 
little fall off from you know putting everything you had in the 76ers. But damn, man, the Wizards. Because they're not – they have the, one of the most weird teams out there. It's just piecemeal, all right, whatever we can find to make it work. Yeah. We're going to try I mean, Record-wise, like it's – yeah, it's a definite ragtag team. I mean, I'll rec- tell you what, the Wizards are one of my favorite teams to watch. Yeah, they uh, score so do much. I do I think they're going to, like, go on and do big things? No, but – No, but and they're they're 10-22 and 22 right now, which is probably about where you'd think they would be 30-ish games into the season. Looking at the standings, one team that I'm – Honestly, shocked that this team is the worst in the league in terms of record is the Atlanta Hawks. Now I know yeah, John Collins man, that's got suspended, hurt. but with the young talent they had, I thought they would be a lot better than seven and twenty-seven. And granted, Trey Young is playing really well, and you didn't have John Collins, but seven and twenty-seven. Well, the thing about Trey Young is he's an outstanding offensive player, but especially when you didn't have John Collins, boy, is he hard to hide on defense. That like he he's a glaring defensive liability. John Collins is no uh, Trey Young. Oh um, yeah. Also, one one other factor: uh, Atlanta Hawks are giving up the second most points in the league, only second only to. The aforementioned Washington Wizards. Washington <laughs> Wizards are the opposing teams are averaging 121 points. Atlanta Hawks are at 117. The, the Washington Wizards have the second best offense and the worst defense in the league. How fun is that? It's pretty fun because the Jazz are on the other end of that spectrum. What uh, what are the Jazz? Well, they were. I don't know how they've improved since getting Jordan Clarkson, but um, the Jazz. They're scoring 108 points a game. They're letting opposing teams score 105.8. The only teams better than them in that category are the Lakers, the Pacers, the Sixers, and the Celtics. Okay. So and the Nuggets. So, so they're, they're, they're a top 10 defense still. Yeah. But their offense. But their awesome. offense is one of the lower ones. Not like Orlando Magic low. Which yeah, which is the lowest in the league, but it's 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 lower, it's lower. But that's hilarious that the Magic had the lowest offense because they are number eight in the East right now. Because um, after six, the East is bad, and they're gonna make the playoffs, and you're gonna owe me a dollar sixty nine. They are not gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> the Jazz are currently six. Overall, okay, so, she's the Lakers, man. They are still in the first seed after sliding. You know, they just lost, like, four or five games in a they, row. They lost, they, lost, they lost three in a row, then beat, like, the Hawks or something. And, and they, they beat the Mavs. One. They beat the Mavs. They got the Mavs back. But, yeah, because they had lost, they had lost to the Mavs because they didn't have LeBron. They lost to the Clippers. And then they lost to someone else because they had the, uh, LeBron wasn't playing again. Yeah. But no, they're they're back on track. Two game win streak. They got the Suns tonight. So hey, hey, look at that! Thunder's the seventh seed, baby. Whoa, whoa! Right. Portland's the Thunder have been actually surprisingly pretty good. I know. It's awesome. Shy Gilgis and Chris Paul. Wait, are... wait, wait! You're still a Thunder fan? Yeah, boy. You sure? Yeah. I mean, go. I mean, I go I, Russell. I, it's it's, yeah, I, it's I just gonna be a tough. I, 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 I think I, we can check the podcast. I remember him saying he's uh, moving to be a Rockets fan. I mean, I, how many Rockets jerseys do you have now? A few. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You check, t- check the takes. I said, yeah. I am a well, Thunder fan, but I am always going to be a Russell Westbrook fan no matter where he goes. So 
I'm a Rockets fan because that's where Russell Westbrook is. Mm-hmm. But back to the Thunder, reason for their success has been Shagelja being a good point. SGA is playing. He's been great, which, again, I'm going to say it again. I was surprised. I thought he was going to be more of a playmaker and more like Chris Paul. But I guess when you have Chris Paul on the team, you don't really need him to be like that. Um, he's also only a second player. It's hard to be a great playmaker in, in your second year. Yeah. That's one of those things that just sort of comes with experience. But also yeah. Stephen Adams has stepped it up. He was kind yeah, of lackluster Steve- in the beginning of the season, but he's, yeah. he's been getting those boards um, and actually put, putting up numbers. Because he's been able to get boards. It's just scoring for him I think has been tough. I, I don't know if he's coming off an injury or whatnot, but he was looking a little slow to start the season. I think he's kind of maybe – gotten himself back into shape a little bit. I think it's also because he started trash-talking. Uh, I've got him, his first attempt at trash-talking from uh, Jonas Valanciunas. He says, uh, yeah, Steve's tried it. He said, "This is you ain't about this life. You eat with a knife and fork. I eat with my bare hands. Okay. Stephen Adams trash-talk, baby. That's, that's what he said. From, from a frame <laughs> like Stephen Adams, that might be a little scary. That's true. That's true. <laughs> To touch on uh, SGA's playmaking ability, right now he's only he's at assists are two point eight a game. Chris Paul's at six point five. Right. So yeah, Chris Paul's are so low. I think that's probably career low for him. Also interesting because he's not been dishing it out. Is he's the assister of the decade? Um, CP three. So like he said, six point eight, six point five. As you said. Right. Seems. I guess it's about. It's just it's a little low. That's low. Should be around the eights, but. I mean, we just got a. What's he averaging points wise? Like, you know, Chris Paul. Yeah, sixteen point six. Wow. Say so Shea leads the way with about twenty. Okay. Interesting. But Shea was a more attack off the dribble um, guard, point guard out of um, Kentucky to begin with. His uh, his in terms of shooting's gotten better, which. Uh, that was one of the things coming out of college that I was a little concerned about was his shooting ability. But he's shooting 45% from the floor, 35 from three, which isn't bad. Um, We're just going down the line here. The Spurs are at the eight seed, so currently they're they're back. They're back, they're back. Closing on that 500. Um, Trailblazers have moved up to the nine seed. They've been kind of. Back and forth, but they've been slowly moving up. So, if I were to, if I told you, Portland, they're adding Carmelo Anthony. What would, what do you think would happen to their defensive rating? Would they add Carmelo? Would they add Carmelo Anthony? Oh, Carmelo Anthony. Where do you, how do you think their defensive rating would go? It went, up, it went up. It went up because they're they're that bad at defense that Carmelo Anthony is a helper. And they're playing. They're playing. They're easy. playing them at the center, and that helps their defense. And they're they're playing some easy teams, <laughs> but, si- doing, but since Carmelo Anthony has gotten to Portland, their defensive rating has gone up. Is he the bigger body? Like, I put like it's mellow. Right. He's fighting for that contract, man. He's like, all right, he's fully guaranteed. He's guaranteed. It's guaranteed this year. He's like, I got next year to worry about too. So I mean. I, I think he's got a little spark in him, and as long as he has that that kind of fear, I think it's going to be a good thing for for the Blazers. They're a second half team. They're, yeah, they're, sure. they they do they always make a run. Yeah, I still think they don't make playoffs this year. Because what they do is they they, <laughs> they actually care about what happens like in 
March, and a lot of teams just kind of like end of the season, off. so they're able to rally off, you know, 15 wins in 20 games and whatnot. Yeah, post All Star break, Blazers they kind of turned it up a notch. Um, yeah, they're they're figuring it out. Um, so as it stands, we've got the Lakers at the one, Nuggets at the two, Clippers at the three, Rockets at the four, Mavs at the five. Jazz at the six, Thunder at the seven, Spurs at the eight, with the uh, Blazers and Suns just outside at nine and ten. Um, of those people in the playoffs in the West, any of them you don't think make it? Spurs. Spurs. I hope the Thunder make it. I, th- I think you're. I, I think you're Thunder realistically. I think you're realistically looking at Thunder, Spurs, Blazers as the three teams fighting for that last. Seed. Eventually, shut, I think, shut the fuck up and don't disrespect the Suns like that. I'm disrespecting the Suns. I mean, You're two and eight yeah. over your last ten. Yeah, because Booker's been hurt. Booker no, no, no. Because the Suns are back to their normal yeah, basketball. Yeah, it's just the yeah. De- when DeAndre Aiden and Devin Booker both play, the Suns are on the field this season. Which has happened twice. Like two times. That's it's twice. That is twice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Warriors at the bottom. Right where they belong. Pelicans right above that, which got to be frustrating, but also kind of happy that they're... I think they just call to watch and sit Zion the rest of the year. Trade Drew. <laughs> That's true. They could trade, trade Drew Holiday. They probably well, will. They what, should. what would you guys think about a Drew Holiday Ben Simmons deal? I've heard that I've heard this one, and this kind of goes to but my. It seems like a step back from for the seventy six. Well, he, well he, so here's this is gets, gets them a lot more shooting. Yeah, because this this You're is my issue. Very short term. This is my issue with the Sixers, and it kind of has to do with Ben Simmons. And it's whole Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid playing together just really doesn't work that well because Ben Simmons is not a shooter. Right. And it's beca- it's all, it's not that he just isn't a shooter. It's he refuses. He, he refuses to shoot. He refuses to work on it. Like he and I, I feel like he's gotten that guaranteed money. He's like, all right, I've gotten it being this good. Why do I need to improve? Why do I need to be better? Like I feel like he just he doesn't care or want to get better or be a better player. He's gotten his money. He's like, all right, I'm as good as I am now. That's how I'm going to be. And I think it's a liability for the Sixers because in crunch time, he's standing at the dunker spot. He Ben Simmons is terrible in the half-court offense because he can't do anything right. but sit there in the dunker spot. And this is a Philly team which is built to beat the Bucks. It's big. And if they have an off shooting night, we see them win games under under 100 points all the time. But when they do shoot well, when they do shoot well, they're a very good team. But they, but other than like besides Joel Embiid's been their best three point shooter this year. Because Tobias Harris has struggled, Josh Richardson has struggled, and Al Horford just doesn't shoot a lot of volume anymore. Yeah. And Ben Simmons can't shoot. He's great in transition. One of the best in the game in the transition. Thibault well. yeah, Matisse Thibault's been playing well. Uh, European dude. Like on his name, um, Courtney or something like yeah, that. Yeah, So I think, and I have, I see this all the time. It's like, is it realistic for the 76ers to try to move off of either Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? Because you move off of Simmons, I think Embiid's more valuable. So, you, so you would you would you would keep Embiid over Simmons? Oh yeah, I if would. If as well. you had to choose between the two, I would agree. I would keep. And be over Simmons, but I think they just need to figure out how to make them work together. I think having Ben Simmons start to just shoot is 
One way to solve the problem, um, if you start treating him but more he's like not a, like Brett Brown wants him to shoot. He's <coughs> telling him to shoot, almost like saying you better shoot. Like he could go as far as saying, "I will bench you if you don't shoot." I still think Ben Simmons wouldn't shoot. I think that dude's just a stubborn guy who's made his money, and he's content with where he's at. Where if he really like worked on it, the Sixers could, if he could shoot, the Sixers would by far be the favorite. They'd be the best team in the NBA. But he's such a liability in the half-court offense. Like, it, look at the playoffs you're last t- year. You're totally right. Crunch time, where was he? Just standing in the dunker spot. Right. Because he can't do anything in a half-court offense. I think that's the reason. You can make uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. They've taken away all their incentives to make him want to drink or to shoot by paying him the money, giving him the extension. He's there. He's a starter. Uh, even if he doesn't become a starter, if they try to bench him, I, I don't think that's going to necessarily help it's just going to kind of... No, because I think he's just going to shrink and be like, all right, I'm just going to just sit here then. Pull, more like an, uh, an Andrew Wiggins type. You don't you need him to be mm-hmm. like, okay, if you're not going to shoot, we need your assist numbers to go up then. We need something because if you're if you're going to take away this part of your game, we need something else in return because this isn't working. And, they, and the last, what, 10 games, they've been on a bit of a slide, I think. Because they've lost some... The Sixers, the Sixers are 4-6 and six in their last 10. Yeah, so they lost some games, and I you said like you know try to get Ben Simmons to shoot. Um, this is going to be one of my worth mentionings, but it kind of applies here. So Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo have a bet, five hundred dollars for every game that Bam shoots a three. If he takes a three, he gets five hundred dollars from Jimmy. If he doesn't shoot a three, then Bam has to pay Jimmy five hundred dollars, and they're collectively adding up. Throughout the entire season. So there's, what, 80, 82 <laughs> games, like right? That. So if Bam shoots a three in 41 games, then they break even. But let's say Bam shoots a three in 60 games, then, you know, then you're looking at $60. You're working, looking at 60 games where Bam shot a three, so it's Jimmy Payne of $500. And there's, you know, 22 games, which Bam didn't. So then that's right. 500 back to Jimmy. And that's Jimmy's way of trying to get Bam to shoot more threes is they're putting $500 and, and on why, every and game. Why is, and why is no one on the Sixers doing this with Ben Simmons? I, who said Jimmy Butler wasn't trying? Right. You never know that yeah. Jimmy didn't do that. He right. was definitely, he was there. He's been around now. So I was going to look up. Um, how many three attempted threes that Bam's taken every game, and then keep track of how much money the other heroes <laughs> over the course of the season. But that's, that's awesome. one thing that Jimmy's doing to try to get Bam to shoot threes. Okay, so great. Here's something we Bam could be most the fucking Heat guys. The Heat might be the best team in the East. Might. I'm gonna say they're good. They're, they're, they're good. They're good. They're gonna. They're, they're gonna still be, the Milwaukee Bucks. They're they're point. they're gonna be better once when Justice Winslow comes back from injury. That's, that's for right. sure. But Bam Adebayo is playing fantastic. Uh, he's just, 15, they 15, found a team that can handle Jimmy Butler's intensity. It seems like everyone's meshing. Yeah, yeah. they're uh, young. Yeah. Also, Duncan <laughs> Robinson. Uh, is turned out to be like one of the best three point shooters in the league. Yeah, they, they've they've got they've got they've got a little mini splash bros there with Duncan yeah. Robinson and Tyler Hero. Yeah, it's they it's some it's out of nowhere, man. Some of these and teams. Ba- and Kevin Bam's Dunn's playing awesome. Yeah, Bam, and oh. I say I think Bam's playing. I mean Jimmy Butler's you know being Jimmy's uh, scoring wise, but I think the best player on that team might be Bam. 
What? He's averaging almost 16 points a game, over 10 rebounds, almost five assists, and a steal, and a block every game. And a reporter asked Jimmy Butler, you know, Jimmy, sometimes, uh, you know, people think it's harder for certain teams with only one one star on the team to succeed, but you guys are finding a lot of success. Why do you think that is? And Jimmy's like, one star? Who's that, Bam? <laughs> and he's just like, I think I like that mentality that Jimmy had and that answer to, his, to the question because, you know, he's like, we're all stars. Like, yeah. bam! Don't 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 just say I'm the star here. We're all doing really well as a team. So it's uh, I think a good good locker room presence and right. just a real I great mean, you, addition. You, there. you look up you look up and down the Heat's roster. It's Butler twenty points, Nunn sixteen points, Dragic sixteen points, Bam sixteen points, Hero four fourteen points, Winslow twelve points, Duncan Robinson. 12 points, and you got so many guys that you can get Average in 10 points. Yeah. But then, you know, we'll go, you'll just watch a game, and you'll see Tyler here also go off for 30 and win an overtime so, game for him. And he made a, he made a game winning shot against um, so, Ty, Tyler the Sixers. For, and salary manager for Drew Holiday. Who says no? Uh, do you think you can try to get off Dragic, though, too? Uh, or would you keep- I, I assume you'd have to give Dragic would have to go on the deal to make the salaries work, right? But Dragic is an expiring contract, anyways. Yeah. Uh, I could. I guess I could see it. That's that's wow. That would be huge for the Pelicans. Tyler mm-hmm. would be an awesome addition. But Drew Holiday is a little bit more seasoned. Drew Holiday is a little bit more defensive minded. Puts the you moves up your timeline. Yeah. Who says no? Side the team. Uh, or can, can can I? Uh, Would you I go send, call Eric Spolstra? Can, can I send my email to Pat Riley? Make it happen. Make, I'd say, hey man, make it happen. That seems like that would be pretty a uh, pretty good deal, both both sides. But then again, you know, Tyler right. Heroes, what twenty? J- JJ Redick. JJ Redick for a first. Who says no? No, he's not a first. Round. Not anymore. Second round. Oh, late, late first, maybe. Late first. Well, maybe. Maybe. If, if the Heat are doing this well, they give them next year's first. Not a bad, not a bad deal. But I'm just waiting. There's going to be that trade that sets off another trade chain reaction. It seems like it's always it gets close to trade deadline and then. Yeah, we got in. what it's February is the trade deadline, right? Yeah, Isn't we still it? got we got about a month, month and a half. So I mean that there could be t- obviously you know, I think everyone you know the big trade might you know if Kevin Love is going to get moved or if um, I'll one more year or maybe Danielle Gallinari I don't know like those are the two players I think I think mean, we're just biding time until Andre Dolly gets traded I think the Grizzlies are going to try to find um, the right deal. To get the most out of most for him, but mm-hmm. I think that is gonna happen eventually. Um, Look at that. So in the East, we got the Bucks at the one seed, Celtics at the two, Heat at the three, Raptors at the four, Pacers at the five, 76ers at the six, Nets at the seven, Magic at the eight, and then the Bulls and the Hornets just outside at nine and ten. Um, Look at the Hornets. The, they're not as garbage as they've got. Okay, here, they are. A, they have some solid players, solid young, talented players. Hey, Devontae Graham came out of nowhere. Devontae Graham and PJ Washington are mm-hmm. their two saving graces. Also, I'm not saying I'm not going to go as far as to say Terry Rozier is. He's passed. He's passed. But when I said this was the worst contract signed of the offseason, I now take that back. It was not. 
In fact, it might, the worst contract signing in the offseason might have been one that I thought was great, which was Dwayne Dedman. <laughs> what happened with Dwayne Dedman, Sam? He's not playing. No, he's not playing. he is. Even with Bagley having been out. Yeah. Rashawn Holmes. Been, Rashawn Holmes is playing really well. And let's see. It's because he's some of that young sons developed talent. <laughs> Dwayne Dedman is only playing 13 minutes a game right now. Meanwhile, he, not only the only Rashawn player. Holmes is playing. They're they're playing yeah. Holmes and Bielitsa, who are both at, both at 29 and 26 minutes apiece. So you're you're, say, you're saying uh, he's only playing 13 minutes a game, but that's from the beginning of the season. He has like. I think like eight or nine straight DMPs coaches decision. He's yeah. only played in twenty three games. Yeah, that's crazy. So he's like, I want to be traded. So now he's being investigated if that's tampering. Uh, by, by him saying I want to be traded. By him saying I want to be traded. But the NFL does this all the time. NFL guys are like, I want out. Right. I mean, even people in the NBA said that as well. But I think they're investigating. And Anthony Davis said he wanted. Well, oh, Eric Bledsoe was my favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, he tweeted, I'm not happy here. And then when they investigated, he was like, no, no, it's because I was at a holiday party. <laughs> that I thought said? it was at a salon with his... <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. It was something like... I'm not happy at this salon. It's... <laughs> this salon is misusing all their young talent. This salon is not dedicated to winning. <laughs> <laughs> this salon is in shitty Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Oh shit! Did I say that? So the Raptors are still like not terrible. They're really injured. I don't know how they're not like I get when they were not terrible when they had everyone, but but they don't. There's there's no uh, Norm Powell, Ibaka, and Siakam are all right now. They just got Lowry back. Siakam, Fred Van Fleet was out for a bit. Or Gasol, yeah, Gasol. Van Fleet was out for a little bit. He's back. uh, Lowry just got back. How about this Boucher guy? Out of Oregon, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, Chris, Chris they Boucher. They're like, oh wow, um, uh, like our star six, player just went out. What do we six, do? Six nine, lanky guy who weighs maybe one hundred eighty pounds. Yeah, we'll start him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's playing well, and he's playing well, and Rondé Hollis Jefferson's playing well. OG Ananobi, all their Patrick McCaw is not playing too, but it's you know it's it's the the bench. That got them through. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard carried them, but right. it's the it's that depth and that bench that helped them in the playoffs, especially that and showed up, especially they, in that Bucks series. If they go into the playoffs looking like this, though, I think they're going to do a Pacers exit, just like last year. They don't have anybody they can turn to. Kyle Lowry's good for maybe a game or two, but yeah, I I, I mean, if you're relying on Kyle Lowry to get you through, I'm sorry, it's not going to work because there are some playoff games where he just goes two for sixteen. And yeah, he makes some defensive plays, but at the end of the day, a charge here there isn't gonna win you a game if you're shooting two for eighteen or whatever for the field. And we, I feel like we keep seeing those kind of games out of Kyle Lowry in the playoffs. It's like just complete and utter duds on the offensive end. Yeah. If Siakam's there, I mean, you know, if they 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 want to be a four, they want to be a top four seed if they want to advance. 
you know, the higher you can get, the better. But, you know, a, a, a Pacers-Raptors first-round series would be, be real interesting. Oh I'd hate to be the Heat right now. I'd have to play the Sixers in the first round. That would suck. That's worth tanking to the four seed if I'm the Heat. I'd rather play the Pacers than the Sixers. But I also expect that the Sixers will be a top four seed. would be kind of funny if the playoffs started today because the Nets would play the Celtics. And that would be funny. But I'm also yeah, looking at these uh, these win losses, and at the sixth seed, the 76ers are 23 and 13. The next seed, the Nets are 16 and 16. Yeah, it's uh, holy crap! I, but it, it's but and then you look at the West, six is 21 and 12, and then Oklahoma is 18 15. That's a little closer. But that's a three-game spread. I feel like in both conferences you have a, you have a top six. You're like a solid six. You're you're confident like they're going to be there. Maybe the order's probably going to change. But then seven and eight are we're really looking at you know three four teams in each conference who are really fighting for it because you see you know Chicago is out a game and a half, and then you have the the Hornets and the Pistons. Just to just a game behind that tied. So the NBA was thinking about doing a different playoffs uh, seating system. So it'd be I think the one through six would stay the same, but then reseeding the seven and eight seed. The way I heard it, they the way I heard is they would playing games for uh, uh, seven through ten is what I heard. I I've heard okay. two things. One of them is have a have a have playing games, which I actually I love that idea because that Nuggets. Timberwolves game that was winning your in was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and the other and I would love a playing game. I think that'd just be a fantastic idea. And then the other one I've heard is reseed conference finals. So once you get to the final four, if you will, reseed them by a regular season record. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as big a fan of that because I still like I, East I, versus West. Right, and I also I think that's an unfair advantage for East teams who get to beat up on East teams, right? Yeah. <laughs> It, it's advantages from from either side. I, I mean, there'll be, they'll be years I, when nothing changes, or maybe. But you know, this you, you, you want the best of the West playing. I I like, and some people are proponents of not having conferences, but I like having conferences East versus West. I know the West has been stronger over the past cool. few years, but this top four in the East can compete. It's this is one of the years, and where at the, the end East, of the day, that's what it is. It's the top four or five teams that matter on each side. Right. Yeah, this year the East has been much better than they have been in the past, probably like five. Um, so it's I think they're finally starting I mean, to swing back the other way. Where you know, the, for the longest time, the West was I'm just. Go out on eleven and say the East is better than the West this year. Um, I'd say it's close. I would say. I even. would say. I would say the top eight seeds are pretty comparable. The bottom half of the East, I think, is a little weaker than the bottom half of the West. Like right now, like the Kings are the thir- are third to last in the in the West, and the Cavs are third to last in the East. But and I think the Cav- I think the Kings are better. But, I, I think they're better. I don't think they're hugely better by no. about three games. <laughs> Kings are no, thirteen. I, I think if you had to if you had to rank the teams. You know, you'd have the two LA teams are probably top of the class in the West, with the Bucks pairing them on the East, off in the East. I think then you have maybe a gap, and then that's where you throw in like Denver, Houston, and or Denver and Houston, and maybe Dallas, and that's where you'd find your Celtics and your Sixers, and then another little gap, and then you have your Heat, your Toronto, your Utah, 
your Jazz, or yeah. your Utah Jazz, and then like your Pacers. I feel like it, it, you know, it's almost like two, two, one, two, or whatever. Like it's not, you know, okay, we got one here, one here, like East, West, East, West, East, West, where it's even going all the way down in the playoffs. It's like, okay, you know, if we say the Bucks are the best team in the league, then I think, okay, then you got the two LA teams. And I think the best team after that is like probably you know, maybe the Sixers. And then after that, you're looking at maybe the Celtics and then the Rockets. And, you know, it's not, it's not even one for one. Yeah. Especially when you get down into the bottom. But I think the top, I think the top, at least top six, each conference are pretty comparable to each other in terms of talent. Obviously, there's more all-stars on the Western side, on the Western Western well, Conference. There's an equal number but, of all-stars because that's how the all-star game works. But. <laughs> yeah, but all right, former all-stars, all right? <laughs> Like, it seems like every year, the e- like, obviously, you know, the East got Durant. I don't know, but is, is, there, is there a playoff team in the East that doesn't have a single former All-Star? There's at least one in the West. <laughs> uh, I don't think, the, well, I guess they do technically use an All-Star. Um, the Nets. The, ja- are the Jazz, the team that don't have an Are the yeah, Jazz the team that team. don't have an All-Star? What? Yeah. The Jazz, yeah. Uh, Denver, no, Jokic is an All-Star. The Orlando Magic, they got Vooch in last year, so they made it. Suns? But they're not a uh, playoff team right now. Oh, playoff team now. Yeah, some still have any. That no. The fact that Booker hasn't been an All Star. It's because he. It's because he's yeah. a shooting guard in the in the West. I mean, he. Clay Thompson's not taking up a spot this year, so maybe he makes it. And you know. This goes into our future cast. We get to tell you how wrong we were the past in our past predictions. I lost money. Sam lost money. Uh, I think he hit one out of his four bets. And yep. And uh, well, so he he was he was sitting at minus sixty cents. So no, I'm sitting at like minus. So if I hit one out of four, I'm just gonna. I'm sitting at like minus twenty ish dollars. Yeah. Uh, uh on uh, just uh, on so. Grand scheme of betting, I'm up. I want our listeners to know that. But the ones I've decided to put on air, I'm down. That's what we're keeping track of. So you're down what? Twenty. He's down twenty bucks since you said about twenty bucks total. Yep, but that's okay because I got three bets today, and when I hit the parlay, that's that's gonna bring me all the way back. You guys ready? Hold up, hold up. What do we got? What do we got? You got Portland Trailblazers at minus four and a half on the spread. We got Washington Wizards at plus 150 on the money line. And we got the over of the Suns-Lakers game at two, uh, 226 and a half. What was it? 226 and a half. Really over of the fun, uh, Suns-Lakers game. The Wizards are playing the Magic and the Blazers are playing the Knicks. One of those games? Uh... Six, seven thirty. No, like today. Today. Six o'clock, seven thirty, and ten thirty. And then you also have you have Minnesota, uh, Milwaukee is a game today as well. That game they didn't even that game they didn't even give a line for the money line, and the spread was set at eighteen. So I had no idea how to bet that game. Well, hope it goes better than last game or last uh, last time. Nathan, your prediction of the Bucks winning 20 games and reaching their 20, 20, 20, game 20 streak straight games sadly came to an end. Nope. They lost to the Mavericks so without Luka. Without Luka. 
I thought for sure. I know. When he was out, I thought it was a, a given, but no. Yeah, that was tough. But, uh, yeah, we didn't lose any money on it. <laughs> no. Nope. What's your next prediction? What do you think you're going to do next? Oh, man. I'm going to say... All right. Here we go. Here we go. Um... All right, so here we go. Here we go. You know what? We're gonna Sixers are four and six in the last ten. All right. Losing three in a row. You know what? We'll uh, we'll say they go uh, they go five uh, five hundred or worse in their next ten again. Five hundred or worse in their next yeah. ten. Okay. Yeah. They're gonna the struggle bus is gonna keep moving through Philly. All right. Let's see who they're playing for the next ten games. Yeah. Right. Let's see if this was. Well, it starts with the Rockets, so good start, good start. <laughs> yep, they got the Rockets. That's going to be a good game. I'm excited to see that one. Is that one not on national TV? Uh, ESPN uh, on the third. Yes. Cool. Come on, give me there. It is 2020 schedule. So start off the Rockets. That's uh, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Then you go OKC, Boston, Dallas, Indiana, Brooklyn, Chicago, New York, Brooklyn, Toronto. Yeah. So they so they lose to Houston, Boston, Dallas, Indiana, and Toronto. That'll be five hundred. But you know they get a cut. They get the, they get two gimmies in Chicago and New York. Yeah, and then the Nets. I think they Net, they, they probably Nets, split that. They, they might split that. Oklahoma City game will be interesting, but I get you know not it'll be close. Not a, like not a lose. I don't over and most of those games are televised actually. So not not. Not the worst idea, but I think I don't know. I just you know, the Pacers just beat the crap out of them, 115 to 97, the last game they played. It's whenever they don't shoot well, <laughs> and, and you know that's and when they do shoot well, they uh, what was their their score against the Bucks? It was high. Yeah, they it was just high. absolutely yeah. destroyed. And that, well, that's that's the thing. In order for them to win. Like to actually, you know, do well. You know, they they got to win a seven game series. Can they shoot well for four games in a seven game series? I don't know. I I don't know. They, they they've been so and this goes back to they've been so inconsistent. Because you'll have these games where everyone is engaged and playing well, and then you have these games where everyone looks bored, not there. Like in like Embiid had a bad game, and Shaq and Charles Barkley called him out, and shockingly, he like took it well. I thought he was going to like come back and do a little you know, trash talk, yeah. but instead he came out and absolutely wrecked the next team they played. I forget who it was, but it was a decent team and he looked like the, yeah, like a, like a best like one of the best players in the league, which he can be. And I think that's the issue with the Sixers is you know they yeah the focus isn't there on it on, on every night. It's, I think they're having the same problems that the the Minnesota Timberwolves were having in years past. And current problems probably still now is their young players are acting like young players. They're not focused. They don't have that drive. That's just but at this them. point with the Sixers. They're not young anymore. Simmons and Embiid have been in the league long enough. Now. No, they Yet, haven't. They're still super young. They're in their like early twenties. I would say that they're not going to be. I think Anthony Davis is no longer a younger player. He's like 25, 26. I think at that point, that's the next step. And he had to be in the league for six, seven years before he got to that point. So it's been, I think, a process. That they're, that's going to be wait, their, wait, It's been a process in Philadelphia. Yeah, shocker. It's it's going to continue to be. Are, a process. are they trusting it by any chance? 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. They got to get the. I think it's, they have the pieces. Next step is attitude, and we'll see if they can pull that together. But go back to the attitude and the mindset, and until until it happens, I'm, I don't think that they have it. No, that's what's going to kill them in the playoffs. Um, I had the Suns going above five hundred in the next ten. They did wrong, not. wrong, 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 wrong. Pretty sure they went like wrong. two and eight. So Booker was hurt. What? It was Booker was hurt. Booker was hurt. They got eight and back for a game. He's back. <laughs> he got hurt Again. like the next game. Yeah. He's, he's playing now though. Isn't I, he? I don't know. I just yeah. knew like he came back, had a bad game, and then was well, hurt. Regardless, I was wrong. Uh, my next prediction, I think, is going to be hopefully better than that one. <laughs> I think I'm over two on mine. I had the Rockets and then the Suns. Let's go with an East team. Also, the Pacers, man. What the hell? Dude, they're just doing Pacers things, man. Doing Pacers things. Just doing Pacers things. <laughs> Treading water. Also, um, Malcolm Brogdon Turk. Oh, damn. So they blew out the Sixers without Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah. Wait, when did they beat the Sixers? The last game. No, he he was back, but he played awful. I'm going to say the Raptors are going to go on a slide. They've got a lot of people injured. I think it's going to be in the next five games. I'm going to go five. Um, Brogdon only played eight minutes in that game. Oh, the Holiday uh, brothers came, became the first uh, set of three brothers to be on the, on the NBA court, court at yeah. the same time that when they played, the cool. Pelican, they played the Pelicans. The Pacers played the Pelicans earlier. I'm surprised when the Bucks played the Lakers that they didn't didn't pull that out. Ooh, okay, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to say that the Raptors are going to go sub-500 in their next five games. Those five games are... Oh, in their this, next five? So they're going to lose... Yeah. They're gonna lose Three of the next five. Yeah, they've got the Heat, the Nets, the Blazers, Hornets, and the Spurs. Wait, so the Heat, the Nets, Blazers, Hornets, and Spurs. Which so, so yeah. of those teams, the Blazers, Hornets, and the Spurs are all out of the playoffs. None of them are playoff contenders right now. I was gonna say the Heat are the only real losable game in that one. I'd, I'd say that the, the Nets know. have uh, a possibility. It's whichever Nets team's showing up. To well, play that, that well, that's the thing. I think that's the thing for all but Charlotte. I think depending on what San Antonio, what Portland, what Bro- like you know, if Dame if, goes, if, if the Dame, Spurs are hitting their mid-range shots, yeah, if Dame <laughs> if Dame goes off for fifty, then you know, like there's a pretty good chance Portland could win that. But granted, we've also seen Dame go off for forty-eight this year and lose yeah. the game. Yikes! So I'm saying sub five hundred. <laughs> He's a bold take, but if they if they if, if, bold. if they beat Miami, I think you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah. you're looking at you're looking at that, and that's when you're supposed to be guaranteed losses there. All right, Sam. Oh, you got your bets. That's right. The Mason. I just make empty, empty wishes, <laughs> essentially. Um. Anybody got a dick of the week? So the Houston Rockets. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Pull up my notes. 
Mine, mine's going to be Marquise Chris, because did you guys see that shot he threw at Luca? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just pretty unnecessary. That's, that's a real dick of the week moment right there. Well, also, Marquise Chris, you've done nothing, and you're on the league worst Warriors. <laughs> cool it, Zippy. <laughs> cool it, Zippy. <laughs> Wasn't he a Suns player at one point? Yeah. It's that Suns pedigree right there. <laughs> yeah, but, but what, what do they call fouls? Uh... Tone setters. Physical tone setters. So, yeah, that was a physical tone setter right there. Uh, I don't have, I think that's a good take of the week. I don't have one. Uh, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't think we talked about this uh, since our last cast. Dion Waiters, dick of the week. What did he do this time? Well, it was when he, uh, so the Miami suspended Dion Waiters, um, because he called in saying he was sick and he couldn't oh, yeah. come in. And then he posted a picture on his boat with hashtag boat life on that same day that he said he was too sick to play. Dumbass. I mean, at this point, you, like, you can't do anything with them. No one's going to trade for him. I mean, right now, he's just an expiring contract. He, he there's, there's, there's no need for him to be in that roster, on that lineup. On I mean, that Pat team. Riley came and talked to him and said, hey, I want you to be on this team and re- reintegrate yourself with it, but I don't... He's not doing anything to to help help himself, that's no, for sure. They're doing just fine without him. I'd say don't rock the boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's just my thoughts. Um, let's see here... Um, how about uh, uh, underrated jerseys you'd like to own? Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. I'm going to go I ahead and do... Nope. Who did I see the other day? I really like the Bulls. I really, really like the Bulls' new city jerseys. Um, I think that... They, they black? No, they're blue, and they look like the Chicago flag. Oh, they're like the baby blue? Yeah. Gotcha. Because I knew last year's were black with the with the Chicago flag on it. Here's what, here's what they look like. So, I think uh, either Laurie Markkinen or Wendell Carter Jr. would be a cool oh, jersey on in that. That is a pretty cool one. Right. Laurie Markkinen. Right. Um... All these players, as they're or all these teams, as they're releasing the press conferences uh, with their jerseys, they're also playing with a ball that's like the same color as jerseys, and that uh, the Heat, obviously the Heat jersey is the coolest in the league, and they nailed it where it was like that bright blue, and they were playing street ball with a bright blue. Ball. Oh yeah, and they just need to somehow get a waiver from the league where they can play one game with a blue ball with those jerseys because that'd be awesome. <laughs> How cool would it be if teams could just start like having different colored teams like. Or, or, or yeah, if you if you used a ball for like that would be that'd be, pretty that'd cool. be interesting. That would be cool. Be like, I don't. You know what? Might as well. You know what? Let's have a blacktop game one right. time. Let's just bring stands out to outside. That'd be it. Street. Be cool. Yeah, have a street NBA game. NBA street. Oh my god, it's real. No fouls. <laughs> call your own fouls. Okay, call, call, call your, your own, own fouls. fouls. Oh my god, the Rockets would be at the free throw line all the time. Right. You found it. You found it. That's a foul. Oh god. You 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 couldn't you couldn't run a league like it I'm gonna be I'm gonna do it. There'd I'm gonna be no go, flow in the game. I'm gonna go with a uh, Carmelo Anthony Blazers City jersey, because right. those are pretty yeah, sweet jerseys. Rip City ones. Rip City. Yeah. Mellow yeah, double Mello. zero. Right. That'd be pretty cool. I'd, I'd do that. No, Anthony. Well, what number was he was he what seven? In New York, yeah. yeah. I wonder why he. What, what was he in? Oklahoma City was seven too, right? Yeah, but in Denver he was something different. 
I'm surprised it with with the double zeros. Alright, what jersey you got this time? See. Give me a give me them hawks. The uh, peach tree jerseys. Uh, I mean, what's their throwback? This the peach. I mean, the peach trees aren't bad. The throwbacks to me are the ones where they had Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. Those are pretty sweet. Well, that's what I was listening to. Um, the oh, Ringer. I like the one with the big hawk on it too. <laughs> the, I was listening to the, the Ringer podcast, and he was, and he was like, you know, we get these like kind of like throwback jerseys. He's like, let's go back to like the straight up. Like you saw me like that's the jersey he wants to see the Hawks bring out the jerseys when they had Dominique. You know yeah. that 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 one that's just Hawks. But I, I do like that. The other one, just that, the big bird. Yeah, the one that they had. I think it was Grant Hill. No, not Grant Hill. Uh, Grant Smith or something. Yeah, it was like that's well that that was almost like the um, that was when their color they had blue, red oh, red and blue were yeah. like their were their colors and that was a. Those, those are interesting like jerseys. Rainbow jersey. Your, black. Black. Yeah. Is it black that it was white this year? Yeah, no, black this year. Look at that. It's actually pretty sweet. Oh, I thought it was the white ones this year. last year. Do Michael Porter Jr. He's, he's, start, pretty... he's, he's starting to get some playing time. They, they just have such a... Uh, a just a... a like a, yeah, a plethora of yeah, it's, players who it's, it's just like, all right, you go, you're good. It's a, it's a traffic We're jam at it's tra- traffic jam at at small forward. The, yeah. the Pacers city jersey also pretty cool. The racing track. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do like the Pacers jersey. I do like that. That is a really cool jersey. All right, so you're doing uh, throwback Hawks. What player? We're gonna go. We'll go. Alex Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> New. Oh. You see, Vince Carter. I mean, that's he's that's that's too too high a list of a player. <laughs> Man, we're going we're going C list players. Kevin Herter would be a good one. Good. One. I'm gonna go Bruno Fernando. Maryland. They have a lot of Maryland players on their team. He played it. Oh, they don't have stake. Oh, Evan Turner. That's right. Evan Chiena. That's a good one. Yeah. Cool. How about anyone got any four questions? I got a list. Um, <clears throat> you got me. All right. Uh, there have been 248 challenges so far in the NBA at a 40% success rate. How many challenges? 248. 248. That's at, a success rate feels high. That's good. At a 40% success rate. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Definitely uh, was a little higher than I thought. Um, Jared Dudley, 10 game minimum. Jared Dudley is the only player in the NBA who hasn't made a two point shot yet. 10 game minimum. Wow. In the NBA. Yeah. Granted, he comes in and like plays five minutes if every that, other. Yeah. Every other two weeks, and I've seen him take. I now that I think about it, whenever I've seen him play, he's only taken threes. Yeah, KCP is shooting forty three percent from three this year. Dude, KCP was getting dogged on at the beginning of the season. Uh, so the um, that was tweeted, and someone quote tweeted and said, "Cyber bullying works." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Miami's next second round pick is until twenty twenty seven. 
Oh my god! They what? Tra- they, yeah, they've traded them all. Miami's their their, their next second round pick that they haven't traded is in twenty twenty seven. All right, they bet it all. Okay, so that JJ uh, Redick deal is like a little bit more more inviting. Well, no, they don't even have a second rounder to trade. No, they don't. <laughs> It'd be a first rounder. That's hilarious. So what's the point of? But well, I, I feel like NBA teams just throw around second picks like they're nothing anyway. Which I mean, I, I I get. There's not a high chance that a second round pick's really gonna develop. If you're a second round pick, chances are you're playing in the G League your entire career. Yeah. But. Oh, um, Giannis was getting some seriously hard fouls against the 76ers, and he was getting heated because they were they weren't getting called in Philly. You know, oh my God. Yeah, he um, was getting pretty pissed. But yeah, it's it's gonna happen, man. Get used to it. Speaking of the Bucks, George Hill, best three point shooting percentage in the league right now. Yeah, look at that. Also, speaking of the Bucks, have you guys seen? I don't. You probably haven't. Well, you might have seen it, but um, since you guys don't follow, probably don't follow Bucks social media. Uh, have you seen their pregame ritual and routine yet? Yeah. The like, WWE yeah. stuff. Absolutely, it's, it's before every game. Absolutely hysterical. I'll just like you know scrolling through social media and be like, all right, W. And it's all it started with Robin Lopez, <laughs> which totally makes sense. And Wes Matthews gets in on it, and Giannis gets in on it, and it started off with just like you know fun it like punching, and then like someone gave him the people's elbow one time, like yeah. the Rock tweeted at him or something like that. Uh, they always do the Cobra one. They always do the Cobra. Yeah, they're. Uh... So of the 76ers, so Josh Richardson tweeted, I heard Brian's voice in a Family Guy theme song yesterday, and now I can't unhear it. After that, someone tweeted him, you're getting drug tested tomorrow for that tweet, man. <laughs> and then what do you know? He got drug tested the next day. Because <laughs> he's a kicker and he laid out someone on, on kickoff. <laughs> um, so... This is something. Josh you, Richardson? No. Yeah. Oh, Here's yeah. something that's interesting. I want to see what who you guys would guess. Who do you think the the number one usage player is in what the NBA considers clutch time, which is like five minute, five point game in under five minutes to go, or something like that? Who do you think is the highest usage player in the league this year? This year, highest usage in 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 clutch time. Lou Williams. James Harden, LeBron. Yep. Oh no! What? I see. He's got that smile. <laughs> I, I mean, you, who is it? You might get it eventually. You got any other any guesses? So pretty much is who's got the ball in their hands. Trey Young. End of the game. Nope. Who is it? He is a former All Star. Bradley Beal. Nope. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yeah. No. D'Angelo Russell. D-Lo. Highest that, usage that, in clutch that, that situations. Okay, I in the see this year. Clutch shots. Yeah, it's. I, I almost feel bad for D'Angelo Russell, and then I realize no, it's the Warriors. I don't care. Uh, so, man, the, what if he gets? So he obviously chose Golden State or Minnesota because he didn't like the weather. What if he gets traded to Minnesota? Oh, it's gonna be salty. He's gonna be salty. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. This this might be outdated because it's. Uh, about 10 days old, but we haven't had a podcast in a while. So as of about 10 days ago, Brandon Clark is currently on track to have the highest true shooting percentage of any rookie ever. 
He's leading the league in field goal percentages in the paint, but not but non-restricted area. So outside the restricted area. Yeah. Um, he is second in the league on points per possession basis as a role man. He's top 15 spot-up shooter on a points per possession basis. He's a top five transition player on points per possession basis. Brandon Clark is fucking killing it. Doing he was a good. steal at, what, 19? Right. For the Grizzlies, right? For the Grizzlies. Grizzlies have had a good couple of drafts. They've got a nice... Young nucleus. I'm with. still that's on Jaron Jackson Jr. He needs to figure the fouling shit out. Yeah, that's his issue. Yeah, defensive odds fouling, but you know he's a couple years in the league. He's got to figure. That's his thing. He's got to figure out. I think. Then Simmons needs to I, figure out how to shoot. He needs to figure out how not to foul. I, I generally think he just needs to get stronger because like he gets overpowered and has no choice but to get but to foul. If you if you had to take. Jaron Jackson Jr., Marvin Bagley, or DeAndre Ayton, which one would you take now, knowing, seeing what we've seen so far of those three? Still Ayton, and I'm not really sold on him either. I would say maybe Jaron Jackson, I think. I think other than um, his fouling problem, I think he's doing great uh, for, for where he's at. Obviously, you, could, obviously you redo that draft. Luka and Trey are going one and two. Yeah. And then you probably have those two. Luca, Luca won for sure. I'm not sure. Trey's probably two. I can't think of both. Well, let's see. Let's see. Well, Kings. Well, Kings don't really need a point guard because they have Fox. So they might not take one. At the time, the Grizzlies might have taken him. And the Suns. The Suns probably would have taken taken a point guard, too. So I guess I guess the, the Kings might not have because they already had De'Aaron Fox. Right. If they still would have gone with Marvin. And Trey Young is. And both of them are two. Well,. Fox isn't a good enough shooter, and Trey Young's too small to ever move one of them to shooting guard, and they have Buddy healed anyway. So, yeah, yeah I, I think they would have stuck with with one of the bigger guys. But, good question. I think Jaron Jack, I still would go Jaron Jackson. Yeah, I, I, I would go Jaron Jackson you know as well. He's might be the third best player in this draft. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., the jury's still out. But, Shingle just Alexander. SGA probably, SGA would have probably gone top five. Yeah. If if you redo that draft, SGA probably goes top five. He's definitely gotten because Landry Shamit would move up a ton too. He was he a second rounder? Or a no, he was first? end of the first. Javon Carter would be a first rounder. Devontae Graham would be a first rounder. Mitchell yeah. Robinson would be a first rounder. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's so sad. The Knicks suck. Uh, Kevin Bates Diop would be a first rounder. Uh, maybe. He's he's just now starting to get like at meaningful minutes for the Timberwolves, but obviously you know they're they at the Towns and playing and Wiggins has been hurt, so they're right. playing. Where they got? He's playing well. He's actually the best percentage wise. He's the best shooter on the T Wolves. Obviously, sample size is not a bit large. Not there yet, but at least from three, he's the best shooter on that team. But again, you know, with the exception of Towns and Covington, that team doesn't have a lot of shooting. No. Because Jeff Teague's hit or miss, Wiggins is 98% miss. <laughs> I was watching a YouTube video on Wiggins, and the way that he plays makes me understand his stats a lot more. He doesn't pass the ball. Once he gets the ball, he just goes, or he'll do a pop-up shot. Yeah. And, and, and you you would want wonder, had the Cavs not traded Kevin Love... Or traded for Kevin Love and traded Wiggins. Like, do you think he? What kind of player would he be having played with LeBron? He's a lot. Do you think it'd be any better? I mean, just just because we've seen like LeBron have an effect on players and be able to get the best out of them. But not only just that, but just for his development in the game itself. So LeBron, LeBron's such a 
gifted and willing passer. Maybe he's able to rub some of that off on Andrew Wiggins. Maybe Andrew Wiggins is a better shooter because LeBron is facilitating the offense for him and better than any other player Wiggins has ever played with. So it would I would have liked to have seen it happen. I think it would have been cool. I really wanted to see Colin Sexton and LeBron like get to play together because I think he would have had a lot of really Colin Sexton would be a great, great passer, which I don't think is terrible, but he has, this, I think, the same kind of gameplay as Andrew Wiggins, but he's not as big, so it doesn't. He's not as impactful. Um, Who Colin so, Sexton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I, I think of that. It was a good trade. It was good that it happened. We got a ship. Well, yeah, we got we got we got a ship out of it. Yeah. Maybe you get another if Kyrie and Kevin Kevin Love doesn't get his children dislocated or anything like that, but. I would, Wiggins, he started off the season really well and has kind of slumped back into his normal. He doesn't have Carl Anthony to play off. He definitely needs another guy on there. He's not going to be. That's why I'm worried that if Carl Anthony Towns leaves, the Timberwolves are going to suck. Yeah, and he's like, shit. I mean, you know what I think they do then? I think they. I think the Timberwolves probably get, try to get rid of him, move him, get yeah. some, get a draft pick. You can't, you know, you, you cannot get a. You've made that contract so bad that you're going to have to give up a draft pick to get rid of him. Who's trading for Andrew Wiggins? I don't. I don't. I would, somebody. If I were, I'll tell you what. Uh, as the Cavs, I would trade. I would take Andrew Wiggins for a uh, first round draft pick, or I'd take Andrew Wiggins with Jared Culver. But you'd have to give me something for me to want to have him. Yeah. And that's the Cavs willing to take on bad money. That's that's what uh, these teams are going to have to do. I think right. the, Cat, the Knicks. Would have to get something as well as the... I don't think the Knicks are going to do it because I think the Knicks still want to keep that cap space open for the okay. 2021 free agent splash. Oh, yeah. And I think space. they still think they're a free agent destination. <laughs> Just over and over Guys, and you're going to want to come again. here. It's New York. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, Andrew, wait, Wiggins on a five-year, $147 million. 27 a year. Yeah, that's... That's high. That's a lot. <laughs> so much. Oh, that's a lot for him. Anyone got anything else? No, I think that's it for me. I think that's it for me, man. All right. Well, uh, happy 2020, everyone who's listening. Um, we'll talk to you again soon. Peace.